Remember that when people would, would get so angry at one another on the boards and say, you wait till I see you in Vegas, man. Yes. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry, naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Helen. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas, and with me, as always, all the way over in the U.S. of A, if it still exists when this episode is ah. aired, it's Jay Kupita from WhyNot.com. Jay, yes. how are you today? Good, I'm alive, uh, and I need to stay off social media because the very thing you talk about has been driving me batshit crazy lately. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll see when this episode airs, it's probably all over and we will see how it goes. Yeah, right. Anyway, we are not mm. a political debate program or are we? We are definitely debating something today yep. and yep. we are going back and forward with our good friend, Chris Roger from Pace. Yeah, I've, I've known Chris for almost as long as I've been in the industry. Started at a company called Wild Rose Productions up in Canada way back in the 90s. Met him at a trade show speaking on a panel and we... Became fast friends, and I've always liked this guy, and I've always respected him. And you know, again, he's been around forever, so he's seen a lot of people and a lot of concepts come and go. And you know, I think today's episode is probably going to be pretty laid back and chill, and just kind of talking some biz and stuff. You know? No, I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the fun thing we always wonder about people is where, like, where did he come from? And uh, Chris has a pretty impressive military background in, in Canada, and he has also been in both content in traffic and in payment right yeah and uh yeah he was uh, an affiliate manager for a number of years as well if i recall he's a worker bee you know he's been doing he's it. it all so uh, if it's uh, one person that can predict the future it's probably chris or evil chris as we will soon learn yeah. to know him exactly <laughs> silly board well, names well we need to uh, hear from our beloved sponsors that is keeping on supporting us this show and we are very thankful they sound a little bit like this adult force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products adult force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands including brazzers reality kings mofos digital playground Pornhub premium twisties babes wicked fake hub and more on pay sites we also have men sean cody Bromo and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites and nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. Okay, everybody, we're back. And uh, we've got, uh, should I say we've got a special guest on? I, I want to say that we have uh, we have an important guest on today. And I say important because uh, he's been in the industry probably longer than just about anybody else that we've had on the show. And uh, he is definitely my go-to guy when I need to bitch about something. Because I know that uh, I can tell him pretty much fucking anything 
And he speaks his mind as well, which is another reason why I love this guy. Uh, so we've got Evil Chris, Chris Roger, Director of Sales for Pays, uh, on the show today. And uh, we're going to delve into as much shit as possible and, uh, you know, hopefully get a little controversial. So, uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Good thank morning, you. guys. How's it going? Yeah. Super fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see you. Although the listeners cannot see what I'm seeing, but I see both of you guys on my screen. Yeah. Ah, well, we look we look better and better for each episode. That's that's what we try to yeah, tell ourselves. I uh, like to get a good screenshot of everyone, which uh, I put in the uh, uh, behind the scenes on our Facebook group. And I'm surprised yeah. no one's bitched at me about them yet, because a lot of times it's just an ambush pick, and no one wants to be fucking seen when they're not camera ready. You know, but I don't give a <laughs> that shit. That is true. Chris looked camera ready for sure. Yeah, I think Chris looks good. I yeah. saw the fo- I saw those photos. I thought they were hilarious. Really funny. Just yeah. candid looking. You know, everyone with their morning hair. <laughs> That's what we definitely strive to do. And uh, yeah, so what do you say That's... we jump into it? Yeah. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? <laughs> start from. I always want to start from the beginning. You know, I, I, I it's this funniest thing. Like, what did people do before they come into the industry, and how the hell did they end up in here? That is the funniest thing. Everybody has their story. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? My background is actually um, working in the public service. I was in the the military before I got involved with uh, this industry, and uh, I retired early. I was going to stay in a little longer. The unit I was with was um, scheduled to. Um, to go back to um, to Bosnia ah. at the time. And, um, you know, I had already been working uh, online, creating little galleries and things. I remember we were talking about the mid to late 90s here. Um, and it was really easy to make money doing that kind of stuff with some of the earliest affiliate programs. It, it, it happened really quick, actually, where I got to a point where, you know, I was earning more money making these little galleries than I was as a salary in the military. So things happened really quick. And, and, you know, I made a decision at that time and I got out, I got out of the service early and, uh, and I went right into business with, um, with a guy that most people probably don't know anymore, but he was a really important player, um, back in the day. Um, his name was Danny Cox. His wife was Car- is Carol Cox and they're still around. Sure. Um, Got them both on Facebook still. Yeah. They're wonderful, amazing people. I, I love them. You know, uh, you know, despite our our business relationships not working out as, as great as both of us had probably hoped, um, they're still great people. They're still doing their own thing. And so we, we had that production company um, out of Montreal for uh, many years. Um, a lot of amateur girl next door kind of content and websites. Now they're called solo girl websites, you know, and uh, one of the uh, more one of the interesting things about uh, that company was Danny and Carol came up with this concept called Rose Cash. Um, Sorry, Rose Cash was the program that came afterwards, but uh, the Rose Cam, I wanted to say it was one of the earliest live cam shows uh, broadcast on the Web. And what year? uh, What year are we talking? Ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, no, a little, a little more than that. I would say like ninety nine for that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it was you know some of those early rose cam shows were simple JPEG pushes. You get a new image every like half a second. You know? <laughs> yeah, but people loved it, and of course when broadband uh, internet connections hit, you know that we as we know that uh, that just exploded, and, and camming be, you know started to get really big. 
you know, we, we had a lot of fun in those days, shooting a lot of content, throwing a lot of parties. Uh, we threw our own parties in Vegas and down in Miami and a lot of different places. It was a really good time. And then you jumped into payment? You know, after after that, I, I, um, I went into affiliate program and affiliate traffic management for about seven years. I was taking care of a couple of big affiliate programs for some people in California. Yeah, teen, teen, was it Teen Revenue? No. Triple X Cash first yep. and Teen yep. Revenue. And I, I was managing both of those programs uh, simultaneously. And uh, oh, it was, that went on for a very long time. Then uh, those programs got sold. They were great about it. They gave me like a full year heads up. Hey, these programs are not going to be around. You know, make sure to take care of yourself. Do whatever you want to do. Don't worry what we think. You know, we're selling anyway. That was great. That was, that was yeah. awesome for them to do. So I did. I did t- take care of myself. <clears throat> I contracted myself out for a while here and there. But where I ended up landing was with the guys at Sex Key out of New Jersey. And yeah. um, Sex Key and Man Sites, one of those original AVS programs. And um, I have to say, um, it, it couldn't work out any better for me. I love working with those guys. They're, they're all very pro Huge guys in the industry, a lot of experience. So yeah, um, same group that that came up came up with the idea for Pays, which is um, which is a merchant services company. And so I've been the, their sales director for uh, going on five years. Five years now. Nice. Tell us what an ABS is. It's, uh, it's it's adult verification system. I mean, I know what it is, but I think there's a lot of listeners who have absolutely no clue because those things kind of went away a long time ago. Yeah, you know what? It was a it was a way it was a way to um to to verify uh, someone's age in a yeah. sense. Um, back in the days where the only way to really do that was is if they had a credit card. Mm-hmm. So you know you would try to get access to these this huge network of of free sites, but in but to do that you would have to have a credit card. So that was an AVS, and there were a lot of them out there at the time, and SexQ was one of the bigger ones. It was just massive for a while. But then uh, you know, the 2257 regulations got really strict and stringent, and as a result, AVS kind of died. Well, now the beauty is all you got to do is have an internet connection and the ability to press a key, you know, which, you know, if you're in grade school, you can go on and access any kind of hardcore porn you want. Isn't that beautiful? It's nuts, isn't it? It's insane. I mean, you know, (laughs) I don't know if I want to get into that. But yeah, you think about it. Back in the day, things, you know, you could always still access porn, but the kind of porn you could access back in the day and the ability to do so uh, really, you know, depended on a few different things. Uh, I don't know. Seems like we're kind of back in the Wild West again. I mean, I got a son who's who's 13 now, and I kind of think, what's he watching on the internet? But at least in his case, he's he's just playing online games. I know I know what he's doing like 99% of the time. Yeah. Um, my credit card statement tells me what he's doing for one sure. thing. But yeah. yeah, I'm not really, I mean, I, obviously I know my son and his, and his personality and his interests. I, I know what he's doing. He's, he's playing very specific games that he likes to play. And I mean, obviously we'll see where his interest goes, but find he's a he's an a good kind of indicator for me of where the interest of a 13 year old goes you know yeah so 
Well, my son's the same way. I mean, I make it a point of not really trying to spy on him or do anything like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, occasionally I'll walk past his room and I'll look in and he'll quickly minimize the screen and I'll yeah. see what he's looking at. And he's looking at, you know, videos where people are wiping out, you know, just like epic fails of 2015, you know, that's as bad as it gets for him. So it's just like, you know, okay, good. Go back to your Minecraft or your Terraria or whatever the hell it is you're playing. But yeah, uh, it's the same. It's the same here. I get, I get the minimized screen or the close, you know, quickly close the, the door yeah. of the lab. What do you, yeah. what's the big deal? What are you looking yeah, exactly. at? Exactly. I'm looking at like, um, what, what, what are those things? They're so funny. Uh, the, uh, the thug life videos, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't care what you're looking at, buddy. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, my son is still a stain on the sheets, so I don't have anything to share about that. It's laying right over here. Nice. <laughs> let's go in and uh, <laughs> let's talk about evil, Chris. Where, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Oh, something just fell off my desk. Um, <laughs> back let's in mention the- evil, Chris, one more time and see if the same thing happens. Yeah, our <laughs> picture is going to fall off the wall. I don't really use, use that much anymore i mean i i used that as, as my my nickname on gfy a little bit still yeah but it just goes back to the days when uh um i was working out of the uh the wild rose offices in montreal and um there was all there was another chris in the office and uh and and really he was the evil one and i was more good than anything else but um we got the, the nicknames kind of mixed up at that time so there was good chris um, and then there was me who, uh, the staff kind of gave me, hopefully it was a term of endearment, you know, cause it did stick, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that started between him and I, and he's, he's passed away. He died a few years ago. Um, so I'll, I'll, in his memory, of course, I'll let him keep good Chris as the nickname. <laughs> Um, Chris, you have seen every change possible since the start of the online adult industry. Which uh, which of the changes pisses you most off? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really pissed off very much at a lot of things. Um, but you I, are I, or you aren't? I'm not. You know, I, not. I'd love to see people, you know, do well and succeed in this business. You know, especially the, the people out there. The ones I, I I tend to respect the most are the you know the hardest working people with with the the most innovative ideas, you know. Um, I've also seen a lot of people do well just straight up copying the ideas of other people. You know, oh, yeah, I love that. That's that's success as well, I guess. You know, hey, I, I've mm-hmm. taken an existing idea and maybe uh, maybe I've done it. They've done it better. But yeah. really, the ones I, I I respect the most are those who come up with with new concepts and new ideas um, or take a niche and do it great, you know, really do it great um, with money making in mind, of course, but also, you know, success, putting out a good product, um, but definitely making money and being successful, you know, and and I I love that kind of thing. Um, But you asked me what pisses me off, but I don't know, not nothing much, Thomas. I mean, I, I, I guess I guess what bothers me is, is, is the people out there who 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 just hate on on the people who are successful. You know, yeah. that's that's what that's like wasted energy as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I don't even know why I'm mentioning it because usually I just ignore that kind of thing. 
sometimes yeah. that that shit can get pretty deep and it's like come on so i i just like to focus on on the good and and the better things rather than that yeah, I mean, a more productive way to channel your hate on someone isn't by, you know, backstabbing them or saying shit about them. It's either doing a better job than they're doing or simply waiting a few years and hiring someone to throw them down a flight of stairs at a show. <laughs> you remember that when people would, would get so angry at one another on the boards and say, you wait till I see you in Vegas, man. Yes. I'm going to fuck you up, bitch. But yeah, some people have actually gone through with it. Didn't, didn't, uh, what's his face? Joey throws someone down a flight of stairs. Oh my God. I don't know. But those were, those were actually fun times we talking about right there. Oh, hell yeah. I never saw, no, I never saw anybody get thrown down a flight of stairs though. Mm. Thankfully. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next question. Let's, uh, let's make things more positive. Tell us, tell us some of the great stories from the wild rose days. I can remember one of my first cybernet expos when I was up in Montreal. I was at a Wild Rose party, you know, and I got to actually like sit there while they were doing like live shoot and, us, and stuff. And it was pretty fun. But, you know, maybe you've got some better insight because you were there and a part of this stuff, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, for, for someone who outside the industry, um, being at some of those parties could could be actually shocking. You know, you walk into a, the room where some of the action's going on and you'd be like, oh, my God. All these people are naked and having sex. And the rest of the people are just standing around drinking, watching them. So, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. You know, it, it was early times and, and a lot of the people didn't really, we're a little more jaded now, I guess, at these parties. But the thing is, I don't, since leaving that company, I've never been to any more parties like that. We just, it's so docile in the industry now. People don't get oh, it. God. Some, you know. Oh, you're so lucky you're going to these shows and, you know, there's, yeah, but it's really like, it's more, it's business, you know? Yeah, it work now. We used to throw a lot of parties at our offices, in our studios, uh, down downtown. And, you know, there's that all those years that Doug Moore worked for us as our talent coordinator uh, down at the uh, the studios on St. Denis Street. Yeah, it got a little crazy down there. I mean, for me, really, I was more... The corporate guy. I was pretty boring compared to the rest of them. I got to admit, um, I was just like you know trying to get things done. So really, there's no crazy things that I want to admit to. <laughs> ah. <laughs> See, that's what I was going for. But yeah, I wasn't one of the crazy guys. Actually, you should got you should get Doug Moore on here one of these days. You know, you I would like to. Him. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where the hell to find him. And honestly, I would say about ninety five percent of the industry. Wouldn't understand what that name meant. Well, he was spotted in uh, Columbia at the last Columbia show. So I know really? he's still out there and active. He may even be yeah. listening to this show right now on a podcast. So you don't know. But yeah, he got rid of the dreadlocks. So if you're looking wow. for those, you won't you won't recognize him. I figure sooner or later he'd have had to. Great guy, though. I had a lot of fun with him. I did all the earliest shows with him back in like 2000, 2001. You know, in in support of of the old uh, cash program that um, that Danny and Carol used to run. Let's go into uh, let's go into payment, uh, Chris. Yeah. Tell us first, like a thirty second pitch. What is Pace? What are you guys doing? Well, we provide merchant services. So essentially, we take companies um, who need billing, uh, who may or may not have previously used third party billing uh, services like CC Bill or SegPay or Epic, that kind of thing. Um, and that they want to take over and 
handle their own billing in-house rather than let a third party take care of it. Um, those third-party companies, while doing a, a fantastic job, um, you know, they, they take a lot more in terms of, of rates and fees. And when you use your own merchant account, um, that's significantly reduced. Companies get to a point where they, they want to take care of their own billing. They want to take that into their own hands and make those decisions themselves. So if they're set up to do it um, in terms of, you know, doing their affiliate payouts, if that's even applicable, they want to make more money, uh, they want to improve their throughput, they come to us and we can get them set up at either uh, at, at any one of our acquiring banks in the United States or in, or in Europe specifically. So yeah. uh, that's what Pays does. And You want to tell us about uh, mid-thinning? And I'm not talking about your hair, but mid-thinning? Mid-thinning is a, is a, is a practice that, um, that some companies use to, um, to keep their chargeback thresholds lower so they can avoid um, getting dinged by the credit card companies for, for, uh, for too many chargebacks and things like that. So it's basically, a, it's basically a merchant account balancing where they have multiple merchant accounts and they just swap them in and out. Um, it can be done right and it can be done wrong. So um, we take on people who like to do things right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of, uh, is there other trends that you see in the billing industry at the moment? Are people doing anything different? Like the customers are being smarter and smarter. So I guess they need to do something else to, to get them to sign up and to pay. Well, I mean, trends, I don't know. I mean, I do have some, some specific opinions, I guess, based on the way people are convinced that they ought to be billing. Um, billing is a very personal thing. You know, it's the money of the company. And, and it, it, you know, I'm, I'm coming from a background that is, you know, affiliate managed management based. Um, when you strike a deal with somebody in that world, you get their business the next day or sometimes the same day. You know, they just start sending you, their, you know, their traffic and you pay them for it. In billing, you, you know, you could start up a conversation with somebody, you know, in Prague and, and never see an ounce of business from them for a couple of years, possibly. It, it, it just doesn't happen overnight like in the affiliate world so you know it's a game of of patience and relationships and you know i i'm getting i get clients now who i never thought i would get just from an offhand chat with them in amsterdam or something you know that can just initiate um, some new business so um i just i love working in the billing uh, vertical you know, you meet a lot of great people and working with them at that level and, and, and helping them succeed is, is very satisfying. Let me ask you this. It doesn't seem like it's as much of a problem now as it was because there's always some trend du jour, so to speak. You'll go to a trade show and you'll see 10 billing companies right next to each other. Or, you know, back in the day when dating exploded, you'd have all these dating companies next to each other. I don't know that we're seeing it as much, but you'll see like a handful of billing companies come out of nowhere trying to get in the adult space and then they'll be gone as quick as they they entered. Am I right? Do we are we seeing that as much anymore? We're not we haven't seen it recently, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I can I can name several like right now who billing companies who have come and gone. And and I don't think it's an issue right now. Pretty cut and dry the kind of billing that people use right now. It's it's typically either third-party services or direct merchant services. And I think the best formula is a, is a healthy combination of, of the two, you know, where, where you've got 
one and the other and you're you're cascading from one to the other to maximize your own profits. I, I want I want to mention I have to mention PayPal. People out there know uh, there's a lot of people out there who know how I, what I think about PayPal. Um, it's it's a well branded name and and the merchants out there love to use it because of its it's 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 well branded and they think that just because the the PayPal name appears on their gateway join page that you know, they're going to make more sales. I say to that yes and no. Um, yes, there are some people out there who will see that and immediately pay with that method. But the argument also stands that if someone has made it to your gateway join page, it means they really love your content. They're going to join. So if it's the difference between them paying with PayPal and them paying with their credit card, I will always choose the credit card if I'm the merchant. Because the rates associated with the credit card are way lower than the rates associated with with a PayPal transaction. You know, using PayPal is not a bad thing, but I wouldn't put it up into the consumer's face and, you know, have them see that. Because for every transaction that you get through PayPal, you're paying more than you would if they were to use their credit card. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. PayPal is what, like three and a half percent or something like that? Yeah. It's 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 much higher than that. Yeah, it all depends on on how and when. But yeah, it's it's many people. It seems like PayPal needs to be there, and you are totally correct. Even from from where I came from, it, it seems like the affiliates need it. That's the way they want to have the money out. Or yeah, and also it's an easier way to pay for because they have money in the PayPal account. So it all depends. It's also about risk. I think risk is really important, and PayPal. Once you get locked out, you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, they I will mean, take your money easy. Sure, they spe- specify, you know, not uh, not processing for porn. I mean, I remember when they made such a huge deal about it back in like I think it was 2003 that they were pulling uh, their support. I mean, people still use PayPal all the time, uh, you mm-hmm. know, for transactions. I mean, we've used PayPal, but you know, at the same time, you know, you you got to be very careful on how you deal with it if you plan on using it. Yeah, yeah, it's not as easy as just calling Chris and say, hey, <laughs> there's something wrong here. Can you fix it? Because it's a big, huge system of uh, people that you need to go through to get your money back. Pain in the ass. Talking about pain in the ass. <laughs> let's, let's talk about, can we talk about your military history, Chris? My military history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not very, very interesting. I'll tell you that. First of all, it's the Canadian Yes, the Canadians have a military. <laughs> now, I was in the military for um, just over 15 years, and uh, I was lucky years? enough. 15, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I was fortunate enough to, uh, to serve four of those years over in, in Europe for NATO uh, in southwest Germany. So um, let me move on to the next uh, point. Thomas, I have been onto the into into this business for for quite a while. I've done a lot of things, a lot of different things from um, you know from content production and and, um, and affiliate management, and of course now into into the the billing vertical. You know, yeah, I think I'll be around for for quite a while. It's 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 a um, it's a community of people I, I really really love. You know, I I go to shows and. 
and I see a lot of the same faces all the time and I'm really happy about that. And I made some of the, the greatest friends in my life through this business. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's, it's also interesting to meet new people coming in as well, you know, from, from both sides of the pond, so to speak. And, and as I was mentioning earlier, you know, the guys that I work for at, at Pays, you know, there's Doug Wicks, um, Hank, Joel. These are all guys with extensive, extensive backgrounds in the industry. You know, if you combine all those years and uh, love working for them, very professional team. So, yeah, I mean, I can see myself being around uh, for, for quite a while yet. Well, let me ask you, Chris, what would you be doing if you weren't working in this industry? I mean, would you still be working in in billing, but uh, I guess more for a mainstream operation. You know, that's that's interesting. I, I I I would probably have finished my career in the military had I not gotten into this business. Okay. And um, but I think I'd still be I think I'd still be in the Montreal area. It's it's an area that I arrived to. I'm from Ontario originally, but I got here in the in the eighties. I just fell in love with this area, and I speak French. I love Montreal. Um, I would probably have retired somewhere in the Montreal area. And just based on the kind of work I did in the military, I would probably settle into something having to do with, um, you know, something something business-minded, um, something management-related, uh, you know, management consultant or something like that, something really boring. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably what what I would be doing if if I had not gotten into adult. I'd probably be finishing out my military time and then looking for like a second career, something in management. Yeah, gotcha. But definitely, I'd be in Montreal. For a man then that has been part of so many parts of this industry, do you have any bold predictions about the future of it? Where are <laughs> we in like three years, five years? Yeah. You know, it's 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 always it's always a challenge to to look into the future of this industry. But I think that um, some of it is pretty obvious right now. I think that um, that VR is going to be really big. Um, it's 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 been ramping up slowly, but um, you know, with the release of some of the hardware that I've read recently coming out, um, I think v people are going to jump on VR. I'll admit, initially, I thought it might be a little bit of a of a fad like 3D seems to be, you know, 3D sure. comes and goes every every eight or nine years, and then it goes away, you know, yeah. and then it comes back, and then it goes away. But I I don't think that 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 VR will be like that. I think VR will be a little more of a permanent fixture in people's entertainment rooms, you know, with the the hardware. If people are going to buy them, you know, buy that hardware, they're going to want to keep using it, and um, it's also a lot of fun. I mean, if any of you guys have, have had the demos uh, at the yeah. shows recently, I mean, it's yeah. incredible stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. You think it will be like the, the mobile? People are like, okay, I don't think anybody will see porn on a mobile phone. And then, boom, everybody's using the mobile phone. Is it the same level we're talking about? Or is it more like just a fun entertainment thing? Because it, it looks like a lot of hassle to set up correctly. I mean, you're planning to watch porn. Yeah, no, it's it's a real good good point. I mean, I think it'll just probably get a lot more more convenient as things move along. You know, whether it uses some kind of Bluetooth technology or or whatever, I just find that um, I think the word mobile will eventually get used less and less because everything's kind of mobile now. Yeah. Sure, but. I believe that the that it'll be a little more, um, like I said, a little more convenient. 
you know, yeah. hardware will communicate better uh, with each other to deliver the content to the to the user, and we'll probably see a lot of <clears throat> a lot of aftermarket things come about with with VR. You know, uh, different kind of headsets. Um, I saw something about like 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 a, a pad that you can stand on and walk on and run on. You know, these kind of aftermarket devices or um, like G suits, that kind of thing to give the experience a lot, bring a lot more realism to it. So I definitely think those are are, um, are things that are coming down the pipe in the future for, uh, in, at least in VR. G suit porn. I can yeah. see a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> I, I, you know, in my days in the military, I got the chance to go into an F-18 simulator uh, one time. And that was, oh my God, you want to talk about VR? I mean... It really, really is like being in a jet in full flight. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got out of there and I was, I was dizzy. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, so you like you could feel the G force and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because you're wearing the suit. It's not like the real thing where you're, you know, your 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 blood pressure is rising and you're you're sweating and everything. It's different right. than that. But it, the simulation was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see VR going that way. Like I mentioned, with you know aftermarket items and things like that you know you know i'm wondering it'd be interesting to wear a g-suit the next time i do a uh, transatlantic flight like when i'm going to spain for the european <laughs> summit just wear the g-suit when i'm on my uh you know three three thirty airbus i wonder if yeah, i don't think you pull any g's in one of those kinds of airplanes but no it wouldn't no. be fun though you will be It'd the be guy in world 23 and screaming yeah. for <laughs> small turbulence because of the g power people be wondering <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing and then maybe it might have a really cool element that when you go to the bathroom it all of a sudden makes you a member of the mile high club (laughs) adult force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products adult force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands including brazzers reality kings mofos digital playground pornhub premium twisties babes wicked fake hub and more on pay sites We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. I think we probably need to ask Chris an embarrassing question and see if he'll actually take the bait. Sure. Maybe. All right. So, Chris, over all the years, do you have any any kind of industry crush, whether this person is still in the industry or not? You know, and of course, if you want to take the safe route, you can always throw some shout outs to people that have helped you out along the way that you think deserve some kind of uh, recognition. But I guess now is your opportunity to throw some names out that have some importance and significance to you. Well, as far as industry crushes go, let's see. I, nothing's coming to mind, to be honest. Okay. All right, we'll skip that one then. <laughs> but in terms of you know, people I've you know have have given me guidance and um, and people that I've respected uh, over the years. 
I, I sure there's there's a few. I mean, I started uh, off uh, by mentioning uh, Danny Cox uh, from mm-hmm. Wild Rose. Um, and this is a guy that um, that you know gave up a, a a career in engineering to go to do what you know he really was passionate about doing. And uh, you know, although things didn't work out the way either of us had hoped back in the day. I mean, it was an industry that was in, in its infancy and, and still growing back then. So of course we were going to make some mistakes, but you know, we did some pretty great things in those first few years. And uh, yeah, he's a really good, a really good guy, you know, and moving forward after that, I mean, I, I worked for, uh, for Paulo at uh, teen revenue and triple X cash. Great guy always an above board guy, you know, when website billing, uh, went down, um, his, this is a guy that instead of, um, instead of not paying all of his affiliates for all that money, because the biller went down, he, he went into his own pocket and made sure everybody got paid. You know, that was, wow. that was huge. And, and those were years when, when, when a biller disappeared, the affiliates got screwed, you know, and, and in his case, um, they didn't. So that that was massive, you know, and and I I I would be remiss to not mention the guys I'm working for now. I mean, they they are an example to me uh, every day uh, when I visit them and when we we go to shows and we get together for meetings or whatever. You know, I'm 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 always listening very carefully to what they have to say, and uh, you know, the, Hank and Joel and Doug, great guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, when you when you get involved with with that team, um, you're in very very good hands. And I'm I'm in, I'm not just saying that because you know that's the group I work I work for. Um, I say it because it's true. So that's a very very good ending to uh, to a very great show, man. I'm still trying to think of a crush if I can. I mean, I'd give you that if I had it, but <laughs> nah, it would have come to you right away if it was anything. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. It always does. Well, thank you, Chris, for taking part of this episode of Morning Coffee. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And next week, we are ready with a new episode, so stay tuned. And in the meantime, work hard, be nice to people, and uh, try not to get lost and killed. Yes. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Bloodrush.com a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. PlugRush.com, moving traffic forward.